Well, hello, church, and happy Mother's Day to our mothers here. We, we do honor our mothers. We love you. Your sacrifices have been amazing. We also want to mention that we have people here that always wanted to be mothers that are not, and we love you too. We have mothers here who lost their children to war, disease, um, accident, and we care and love you too. We love all our women here, and we treasure you, and we want you to know that all the time. That said, special, uh, some of you have asked about where Cammie is. She's uh, a grandmama, so she's up in Detroit uh, for their baby dedication uh, for our little granddaughter up there. So grandmothers are, are pretty special. I'm noticing a lot of waving. Our air conditioner, this is a good time to talk budget. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm aware the HVAC systems here worked wonderfully on the ark. They did. No complaints at all from the giraffes. Not a one. And they're up there where the heat would gather. But nothing. They were fine. Um, we are going to have to address this. And I'm aware that, that it can be a bit sticky and uncomfortable. We're working on it. We'll see if we can start the air conditioners around Wednesday morning next week so that they'll be ready for summer. Uh, we... We weren't ready. We didn't know that it was going to be summer in Tennessee in May. <laughs> Slipped right up on us there. We are, we are studying the book of Isaiah, and this is our second week in it, and then next week we will move on to Jeremiah. And we may spend two weeks in Jeremiah. I'm actually a bit torn on that. Brad read for us the, last, uh, the first eight verses of Isaiah 6 last week, did a fantastic job, and I appreciate him doing that. We're going to set the stage for today by reading the last five verses of Isaiah chapter 6. He said, Go tell this people, be ever hearing but never understanding, be ever seeing but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their eye, ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Then I said, for how long, Lord? And he answered, until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And though a tenth remains in the land, it will again be laid waste. But as a terebinth and oak leave stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. Now, you've never heard a Mother's Day sermon that started with those verses. A <laughs> couple of reasons. One, this isn't a Mother's Day sermon. Well, although we honor mothers and we, we do celebrate the different events through the year, all of our focus here is on Jesus and the Father. And so all of our sermons focus on Jesus and the Father. I was asked a question this week. I was in Texas for a few, um, a few days, and we did question and answer series every evening before and after the lesson. By the way, I had to learn that they, they don't like it when you call it Texas. So you have to, it's, it's Tex, I'm, I can't do it. Anyway, <laughs> I've noticed they only use the first syllable. If they're, they, they're from Houston, Texas. And, and, and you have to fill it in. Uh, so, but anyway, um, moving right along. Somebody said, what is reverence? I'd never gotten that question in one of the public question and answer things before. Reverence is what we're going to talk about today. 
the entering of the holy, what it means to enter the holy, but more than this, God through Jesus has told us to take the holy and bring it with us into every situation, every word, and every place. There's no way we can spend those verses to be anything other than bad news. The fact is that the people of God lived then and lived now in a broken and evil world, and one of the reasons is we contributed to the brokenness. As Bill said today, and Bill, you did a great job. I, I absolutely agree with you. I really thought when I got older, I'd get better. No. My sins have changed, sometimes because the old sins took too much effort, you know, and you get older. Um, but the sin, sin is still in my heart. I contributed to the brokenness of this universe, and therefore I've got to live within it. And the same judgment that's going to fall upon the, the nations here in Isaiah is going to fall upon Israel because God is just. But he said there will be stumps remaining. And while stumps remain, there is hope. And Isaiah goes from this place, and he and, and Micah, by the way, if we were doing this in chronological order, we would have already talked about Hosea and Amos, and we would be now talking about Micah and Isaiah together. They worked in the same place at the same time. But Isaiah goes from this place and spends the rest of his life preaching to the people. Why would you preach to the people when they're told they're going to die, be taken into captivity, and their cities will fall? Why? Because if they remain holy, they will leave a legacy of holiness from which will sprout another generation. Now that makes this a Mother's Day sermon because we leave a legacy behind us. We have several visitors here today. We have a lot of our own folk out because they're out worshiping with their mothers somewhere. And we have some mothers that have come here to be with family or family with mothers. It's, it's great to see you. And one of the ladies said, your father baptized my father. Is that correct? Right, 1970. And I, I, we were trying to do the math. I think that was before I left America again and went back over to Scotland. But um, I'm pretty sure we were there. And this, this little connection my, because my father did something, she's sitting here, I'm here, and while we grow on and some of us get felled and we're stumps, the next generation comes. We leave a legacy behind us. I think of the, the gentries and the gentry farms and how they have taken that legacy and used it for the glory of God and to the betterment of everybody they meet. They know they were handed something. They treat it as something sacred. Return to the holy, Isaiah says, time and time again. Return to the holy. Isaiah will call God holy more often than the rest of the Old Testament authors and prophets combined. The message of Isaiah is enter the holy. He describes that holiness in three ways. We're not going to do this in three points in a poem. That's not the way we do it. But I want you to read Isaiah and look for it. Holiness and transcendence, holiness and judgment, holiness and salvation. They're linked with all of them. Entering the reverence of God means you have to understand he is holy and calls us to be holy. Judgment falls upon us because holiness demands judgment. The whiter a sheet is, the more a black mark stands out. And the holiness of God is so great 
our sins stand out. And in holiness and salvation, I will wash you, he says. I will wash your sins away. And though they be as crimson, they shall be as white as snow. What an amazing book this is. I was always a bit uncomfortable with some of our old youth rally songs. The Blue Skies and Rainbows one, I never felt that way in my life. So I, I had a hard time singing that one. That all sounds so happy, clappy, and this is, this is, this is me, ecstatic. So um, I, I'm a bit hyped up right now, sorry. Uh, I'll calm it down in a bit. But then they would do that. In fact, I got to tell you, last year I did a youth rally in Oklahoma, and they went old school on some of the songs. And I'm standing there, and they start, Jesus is a friend, is a friend next to you. And I was always uncomfortable with that on two levels. One, I know he's my friend, but he's also my Lord. And the other was that eventually they're going to say, give a friend a hug, give a hug next, and that means contact. And so... <laughs> I faked a coughing fit and left. Uh, I was out, out in the hallway for a while, then came back in when I thought it was safe. The, um, we all have our, our wee ex eccentricities. Uh, um, anyway, that's, uh, I, I'll, Jesus is a friend, is a friend. Yes, he's my friend. But sometimes I worry about songs that I used to say, I referred to them as Jesus, uh, girl with a guitar, Jesus is my boyfriend songs. Yes, uh, he touches our heart. Yes, he's our friend, but he is also our Lord. And he is also God, and we cannot forget that. Not for a second. It's too important. Isaiah calls us back to this. I love that we have a worship team that never overwhelms the worship, but rather calls it out. And Rebecca, I hope this isn't your last time in a Church of Christ. I hope you really enjoyed the singing because we like to sing. We don't want somebody to do the worship for us. We want them to help us enter the throne room of God. And I think Mark and Bobby and Nate did that today, and Rebecca, you did as well. And so thank you. Jesus shows us in chapter 6 that entering the throne room of God is not something you do casually. God is transcendent, pure, and holy. Look at chapter 5, verse 16. But the Lord Almighty will be exalted by his justice, and the holy God will be proved holy by his righteous acts. He is separated from us. He is not us. Not just because he's a deity, but he, unlike us, is always righteous, always just. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25. To whom will you compare me? He says. Or who's my equal, says the Holy One. Are you really going to go up against God? Are you really going to compare yourself to God? Watch out, he warns. We need to keep that in mind. One of the cardinal errors human beings make is that they begin to think that God is like them. Now, they don't mean that he has skin and the like. What they're thinking is, God votes like I do. And he likes what? The songs I like. And he likes the way we do things because I like the way we do things. And he likes my kind of people best. I'll never forget visiting at a church once, speaking, and a lady came up to me. And she goes, I'm so glad you're here. And that almost never starts a good conversation because she wants to tell. And she said, and I said, thank you. I didn't ask why because I wasn't trying to encourage it. But she went on. She goes, the people here just, they don't sing the songs Jesus likes. 
And all of a sudden, I'm in. Let's play. What songs would those be? And she, she looked at me like as an idiot, which fair enough. But then she went on. She named a few of them. And I said, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm not a gambling man, but I'm going to take a shot. Do you like those songs too? And she goes, well, yes, I do. And I said, whew, you lucked out. Because if God had liked other kind of songs from you, that would have been miserable. And she was having a hard time getting it. People, one of these days, they're going to be an old man and an old woman with blankets on them sitting on the front porch of a nursing home when a Jeep's going to pull up outside and all they can hear is <coughs> and things shaking. <laughs> and the old man's going to turn to the woman and go, it's our song. Music changes. And we get the idea that no, no, God likes everything from the time I was born to the traditions I like. Don't do that. He is God. He transcends all of this. He transcends the way we do things and our preferences. By the way, that whole thing with the Jeep wasn't on the notes, was it? Sorry. Um, <laughs> There are only two overriding facts in the universe. Number one, there is a God. Number two, you're not him. Once you get that down, bow your knee and enter the holy. Another error that we often make, though, is emphasizing the holiness of God so much that we keep him way distant. We just go visit him on a Sunday. And we use special terms. Have you ever been to churches that every time they pray, immediately slip into these and thous? Nothing wrong with that. Except they're doing that because they feel like they must be extra formal talking to God. No. No. That's not how he's asked us to come, but he did ask us to remember who he was when we came. I, um, I never called my dad by his first name. I'll see sometimes kids do that with their parents. And I'm going, seriously? You're still alive? Because that was, that was never an option for me. And I still call him dad to this day. Why? Because he's father. Regardless of how old you get, that's the way it is. That's why we call him our mother's mother. Because it's a title. It's a respect. God is not the sun king of China who lives off in some place that you may never go. He's called us into his house. Take a look at Isaiah 57, verse 15. For this is what the high and exalted one says, he who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and revive the heart of the contrite. He is the most holy being in the universe, bar none, and he is the most welcoming being in the universe, bar none. He says, come on in. If you remember who you are, come on in. The first 37 chapters of Isaiah show us why judgment must be pronounced upon the nations and tribes. If there's no judge, judgment, we'll never come to repentance. If there's no repentance, we'll never come to salvation. So look at these passages in chapter 5. We're going to look at several. Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up late at night till they are inflamed with wine. They have harps and lyres at their banquets, pipes and temples and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the work of his hands. 
Therefore, my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. Those of high rank will die of hunger, and the common people will be parched with thirst. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw and as dry grass sinks down in the flames, so their roots will decay and their flowers blow away like dust, for they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty and have spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. It can't be any plainer. God calls us to say, follow me or there are consequences. And it's not that God makes these laws so that we won't have fun. As C.S. Lewis put it, we don't break the commands of God. We go against the commands of God and they break us. We were designed to be holy. We were designed to follow the holy. He calls us back to the garden. Let's go to skip down here to Isaiah 30. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. And repentance and, test and rest is your salvation. And quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. People, he calls us to the garden. And we're supposed to be on team God, but too many of us live like we're rooting for the snake. We're supposed to be wearing the, the clothes of the holy, but too many of us are wearing the snake's t-shirt. We need to remember who we are. We are the holy people of God, and we are to behave as such. Let's do Isaiah 29. A little heads up. We're going to skip the Isaiah 12. It is too hot in here to keep these people in here that long. And the extra heat from the pulpit isn't helping. Um, the hot air sort of meant. Anyway, the Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based merely on human rules they have been taught. We've been there, have we not? Therefore, once more I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder, and wisdom of the wise will perish. The intelligence of the intelligent will vanish. God has called us to the holy I would ask you later, on your own, read a very short chapter, Isaiah 12, as an invitation to the holy, transcendent one of God. If you want holiness, you have to have Jesus. Jesus is the holy one of God. He is our road back. I'm going to, um, let's, yeah, let's go down to Isaiah chapter 11, and then we'll go right into Isaiah 35, if we could, please. A shoot will come up from the stump, that stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. We know who this is. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy, and with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness a sash about his waist. The wolf will lie with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. 
in that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the, na the people. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. There will be a highway for the remnant of this people. We're going to stop there. That's what I want to talk to you about. We need a banner and a road. And God says, you've got to raise the banner, and you've got to lead them down the road. The banner is Jesus Christ and our faith in Christ. And that road is the road of holiness, a holy way. And Isaiah will come back to this several times in his book. God has prepared a road. There is a highway in the desert. Take the road through the desert. And what is that road? It is always follow Christ. Take the holy with you. When I was a boy, it was our tradition in our family at every trip that we took, every road trip, we would sing, take the name of Jesus with you. as a way to remember, that's what we're supposed to be. That's who we're supposed to be. When I was a boy, I thought it was like a good luck charm. Later on, I understood what it meant. Remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Jesus is our way. There is an open door, a clear road, and his name is Jesus. Isaiah says, do not give him lip service and then not serve him. We're going to, yeah, the highway. I did say we would go there, didn't I? Sorry. A highway will be there. It'll be called the way of holiness, and it will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there. No ravenous beast. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Love the singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. I saw the, the worship Mark had lined up for us today. I was very thrilled. He always does a great job matching the songs with us and with the sermons and the flow of things. And I saw... Here we are singing, Our God, He is Alive, which is kind of the Church of Christ fight song. Um, it's, it's been our song for a long time, yeah? Uh, but also, I'll fly away. And whenever I was wondering, all right, a blue grassy bet, let's see how, whoa, you guys were ready. Uh, that, was, that was really great. We're going to enter Zion with singing. But here's the thing we forget. Zion, according to Scripture, according to Isaiah, does not start when you die and you cross Jordan. It starts when you stand up now and declare that this is a holy day and that you are a holy person and you will live in the holy and bring holiness and transcendence with you wherever you go. Zion is now. Heaven is is now we redeem the earth now and we do it by raising our banner if he did not search for us and reach for us we would have been lost forever but as we see in revelation as i close this morning revelation he reaches out even now here i am I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let's all stand. And the one who hears says, come.
Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take of the free gift of the water of life. God's invitation is still there. Enter the holy. If you have not been baptized, talk to one of us. Let us talk to you about washing away your sins. If you are not a part of a church that understands the holy and lives within the holy and has a mission of redeeming the earth, talks to us. We have room for you. And so does God. Let's sing one verse of this and we'll be dismissed.